You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dropping Spicy, a Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Apex Legends, its development, and the community. I'm your host, Josh. My last name is Kinder because I'm full of cream. Kinder. Also known as Kinder. <laughs> Fuck you for that. Hey, <laughs> man. You're a dumbass credit. <laughs> you're an asshole. And I'm joined today, as always, by Matthew. I swear he's one shot. Oh, come on. We've already done that one. Crowl. Also known as Exomat. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, and <laughs> you got something to say? I was gonna say I don't know, man. I don't let me come up with my own ones. I can't. I, I do good ones for other people, but I do a real shite ones for myself. <laughs> uh, and we are joined by a very special guest today, Chris. My wife doesn't want to make me a sandwich. Can you try asking her, Rivera? Also known as the real Doctor Spicy. How you doing, man? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good. How are you, Kinder? Doing pretty good. <laughs> I just I need to interrupt here. Like I just want y'all to know, like this is my first interaction with the real Doctor Spicy. You just pop into video chat. I've I've watched him cast before. He did a great job. But like my first interaction, he's <laughs> like, "Hey man, uh, if I get my wife on on VC right now, can you persuade her to make me a sandwich?" And I just think that's a great way to meet someone. I think that's like a great first impression. It's fair, I, man. I mean, she it's she realistic. Do it. She said I had enough time, and I said I don't. And I was maybe I can get someone in here to to assist me in the process. And we should have offered to plug your Twitch. <laughs> uh, she geez. definitely would have if you guys would have plugged the Twitch. There Damn. Go. Okay. Next time we'll get you next that time, sandwich next, next time. time. Next, time. <laughs> next, time. <laughs> next time, gadget. Next time. As always, I'd like to welcome any first time listeners and first time guests to the stream. If you'd like to become part of the Dropping Spicy community, please join us at mash.gg/discord, where you can meet the hosts and fellow Apex players. As always, our intro music is brought to you by Rifty Beats. That's R-I-F-T-I. You can find him on YouTube and SoundCloud. And we'd like to thank our partner, Chicken Coop Esports. CCE is an esports and tournament hosting organization focused on bringing players opportunities that want to take their first step into the competitive scene of Apex Legends. We are live streaming and recording at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, January the 18th. We've got a few topics for you guys today. We're going to go through some quick announcements and then our week at Apex. Uh, and these notes are completely wrong because our topics are wrong. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to talk about Mr. Dr. Spicy himself. Uh, he is a semi-professional caster, uh, has a lot of experience uh, doing Apex Legends, among other games. Uh, and we're going to take your brain a little bit, just kind of riff on what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. Because uh, I know there that there are definitely people interested in getting into the casting game. <laughs> of course. But first, Matt, you want to give us our announcements rundown? All right. So um, in case you all haven't heard about the dropping IC Apex Legends tournament, now you have. It is <laughs> going to happen and be cast by the just hilarious uh devilishly handsome and uh really just really yeah, talented don't jerk yourself Apex. off too much man uh, you know uh adam bomb and you boy exomat 
Um, it's opposite day, by the way. But no. So, yeah, we're going to have a Shoutcast style tournament um, inspired, definitely not blatantly copied from our beloved Elmer Fudd. You're right. Iconic Apex Legends <laughs> tournaments. But um, it's a great time. We're going to have a bunch of teams just ripping. Um, it, it's almost like a kill race, but not quite. It's ALGS style scoring. So, more weight is being placed on your overall placement than kills. But uh, basically, yeah, grab some friends, hop on. Doesn't matter your, you know, if you're on console or PC, none of that. Just be there, have a great time, or come watch. We uh we won't be getting quite as rowdy as last time, probably, but we will certainly <laughs> be having a good old time. I like the caveat you put in there. Probably is the operative word. Hey man, there. hey. We we are getting heckled by an awful lot of people in there, and I'm not responsible for what peer pressure makes me do. <laughs> All right. I feel you. Uh, and let me go ahead and give you a proper topic rundown now. Uh, of course, we started with our announcements, and we're going to talk a little bit about our week in Apex, a couple of, tw- uh, t- not Twitter, um, Reddit highlights from the week, and then we are going to go into our interview with Meet the Real Dr. Spicy, followed by our community question all righty so first things first how was your week in apex matt oh it was decent um i played a little bit with ben actually you know week. what fuck you <laughs> you know, yes. damn okay <laughs> no no you know what fuck you we, we do have a guest uh i apologize that was I'll, rude no you're good i was gonna i was gonna let him go it's fine his week was probably more more interesting than mine was so I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead, man. As, as per <laughs> usual, I got an A for enthusiasm, and that was about all I got an A on. Um, had right. a good old time um, with uh, my buddy Ben. Um, had a crazy arenas game. Um, we've had a lot of salty teammates that leave lately in arenas. I generally don't play arenas that much. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not anti-arenas. I just don't partake very often. Um, we were having a pretty good game. It was neck and neck. Um, our teammate had about the same amount of damage as us. And uh, it was a sudden death round against this team. of, I think one of them was a Masters player. And we were holding up. If you know, we're a bunch of wood tier gamers. So like, you know, we were pretty <laughs> psyched. We were feeling pretty good about ourselves. And uh, last round, sudden death round, our bitch ass teammate just DCs. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Um, and 2v3, we almost won. I barely lost the 1v1. Like, legitimately, we uh, we knocked two of them and finished them. And then I was fighting the Master's Pathfinder, which is just great. You know, it's obviously ideal. Right. Usually, we were trying to kill him first and then deal the rest of the team. <laughs> just three of us trying to kill one guy. Um, other than that, pretty normal, you know. Uh, I don't think I got any dubs, but a lot of top, few top threes. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, just some shenanigans. Uh, earlier in the pre-show, I... Uh, ratted like it was freaking algs qualifiers really <laughs> best way to do it man that's the best way to do it octanes are surprisingly good rats yeah they are and matt the the rat king over here uh all right what about you dr spicy how's your week, week in apex been oh my week in apex has been has been wild uh this past weekend so like friday saturday i uh i casted a tournament uh for chicken coop esports um and it it was wild. It was the I think it was the platinum hard stuck tournaments that they have, like yeah, the, yeah. the second yeah. tier, the second tier tournaments that they do. And um, 
It, it, was, it was a crazy finish. It was a back and forth. Last game, it was, I think, maybe from first to seventh place, it was like one point between each squad coming into oh, it. Geez. So it was really anyone's game for the taking. Um, there was a lot of hypey moments, too. A lot of back and forth fights that were going on. Um, and I was casting with someone who you guys know very regularly, Dr. Shrimply. Oh, um, that's that's who I started with actually. Um, back in the olden days was with uh, Chicken Scoop Esport, Chicken Coop Esports. Uh, was with Doctor Shrimply. He he came on and he came in clutch again because Kinder was away this this past weekend. Kinder so flake. He, he, yeah, Kinder's a flaker. It's okay. I I, I try I tried to find the message where I was invited to to cast this tournament. And I could not find. Oh, because there was no message. We just assumed that you knew. If you're no, a caster, no you know idea. it's happening. It's just in your blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that was really my biggest week in Apex at the moment. He's just casting tournaments week in and week out. I feel you on that. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm, I'm claiming credit in case y'all ever start making stacks of money off of this. But um, if you all start doing like a weekly vlog or like a weekly newsreel, it needs to be called the Chicken Scoop. Oh, shit. You're welcome. Pretty the good, Chicken Scoop. I like it. Yeah. I'll br- I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up to uh, the man the man himself. I don't know if I could. Yeah. I can't really see Ivan vlogging. I just don't see. Oh, it. I'll right. get him to start. I'll get him to start. <laughs> I mean, it could be pretty good, honestly. Uh, I'll get him to start once he there. He, he has a lot of things going on right now. So uh, when when things start to cool down and he just starts focusing more or less on tournaments, but like, yo, you gotta you gotta get on this vlog life, man, and then. Uh, let me just manage it, and then we'll call it a day, and then uh, I'll act like I came up with the uh, chicken scoop. There you go. I, uh, hey, man. I won't give you any credit. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Feels bad, man. I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, don't you just, if you're vlogging, don't you just yell at TikTok for 30 seconds, like once a week? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're that's, talking about vlogs, yeah, that's that's do. the number one job. Yeah. Just yell at TikTokers. Perfect. Oh, man. But uh, As far as my weekend Apex... Didn't really do a whole lot, to be honest with you. I think tonight <laughs> might be the first. Ni- well, it's definitely first night this week I played. Um, but uh, last week, I had a whole bunch of home shit to do. Speaking of chicken coops, I actually had to cut uh, the netting off the top of ours uh, mm. because we have chickens. We have an actual chicken coop. <laughs> and uh, Your actual yeah, chicken doing... coop escorts tournament right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, hey, hey, we're not supposed to talk about chicken fights. <laughs> We don't need to open that can of worms. I mean, fair. We, we do have a uh, we do have a rooster named uh, Conway Tweedy. <laughs> <laughs> we had a as a child. There was a rooster that we had that tried to fight me, and uh, he was dinner. Oh, instantaneously, oh, yeah. put him on the table. Yeah, we oh, have a no. uh, we had this one rooster. It's actually a like a chicken and a turkey bred together. Like it's, they're called. What's a that turkin. called? The turkey it's a, or a? It's, it's, or a, it's a turkin. Turkin. Yeah, oh, I'm so uh, the they got turkey. these like super long like turkey ostrich looking necks, and they're just ugly as sin. Uh, but we had one that was just fucking aggressive as all hell, and I'd go down there with a the feed scoop, and uh, he'd try to like pick up my jeans or something like that. And one day I got tired of it, so I took the scoop and just whacked him upside the head one one good time, and his head went that way, and his body Jeez. went the other way, uh, and he falls over, and he gets back up like trying to act like nothing happened, but he's like staggered and shit. You'd never peck me again. <laughs> there you go. That's how you yeah, do show it. him who's boss. <laughs> I was going to say like at first, before you described it, I was just thinking like, Oh, is this just a chicken? You feed McDonald's for like a month straight. Oh no, no. <laughs> it's dumb, thick chicken. <laughs> no, that's just, they're just ugly. Like, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just really ugly 
chickens. You ever seen those really pretty, uh, soft, fluffy ones? Chickens? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, the, it's a different, a total different breed. They're real fluffy. There's a, uh, what do you call it? A hutch or whatever. There's like a chicken coop there. Th- th- we don't need to talk about it. Moving on. There's a, a chicken coop right, with those right. really fancy uh, Gucci chickens on the rail trail that I run on. Oh, like, okay. I got you. Yeah. If they're really tiny, they might be bannies because we have some. No, nah, they're big. They're like, they're big old boys. My oh, girlfriend, okay. uh, the, the Mrs. Uh, family back because she's, she's from New York, like upstate New York. Um, while we're on the topic of chickens, uh, <laughs> we really was, need to get off the top of it. We do, we have to get, a, <laughs> but anyway, which when she was younger, they had chickens, um, and they they used to have roosters and whatnot. And it, it came to the point where they had to like get rid of these roosters. Cause I don't know if you guys know, like you probably know Kinder because you have a chicken coop itself. You put roosters like in the same like pen as your chickens it's just game over. Like it, everything's just gonna go go to crap. So supposedly, like they had to get rid of all these all these uh, roosters because they were just going at it. They were like legit just having their own fights, just like without anyone even knowing in the middle of the night. Because yeah, roosters yeah. are these like terrible things. They can uh, yeah, be great fight. bastards. Yeah, they'll <laughs> fight the crap out of each other. Thankfully, ours get along fairly well. They, they fight multiple every roosters, now and then, but they don't kill each other. Oh yeah, we got like four. Wow, and they're in the same yeah. pen. Oh yeah, they do. They do fine. It's but like club. pretty docile. Like, That's good. They do. No, no, me wrong. They fight, but it's not like bloody destruction. Uh, but moving on from the topic of <laughs> no more, chickens. no more chickens, no more chickens. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we get into our nitty gritty of the interview, uh, we got some quick Reddit news to run through. So Matt, you actually found this news. What we got going on here? All right. Um. So couple little tidbits. Um. As you all know, um. It's not super flush with content this time of year because or this time of the season because they're trying to get us all, you know, trying to build up the suspense and the anticipation of what's coming for uh season twelve and uh third anniversary of Apex Legends. So uh cool little tidbit uh by you slash or Redditor Epic Gamer underscore scar. Um, <laughs> great name. I love Reddit okay. names. Honestly, like I could spend, we could just talk about Reddit names for a whole podcast. It'd be hilarious. Um, but anyway, uh, we need more survival items. What do you think the next survival item should be? Um, and uh, one of the top, uh, actually, the top posts was uh, by redditor something like dash Olivia. Um, their idea was to have prowler bait, just like a bag of meat or something that you could throw to attract prowlers to it. This could be oh, cool. Yeah. Because you could just like, like, it'd be like grenade basically, and just throw it. And like all the prowlers within X distance would just run up on that area. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if you could like throw it and make any nearby um, enemies like that aggro to like a, like a short circle around the meat or whatever. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like if you throw it on an enemy team, yeah. Like if they're in the circle that you throw it to, then they'll aggro to that. But anything outside, they won't go out. I think the biggest thing looking at it from a competitive standpoint is the one of the only like feasible competitive maps is going to be World's Edge. Um, it's it's been the competitive map s- since the ALGS has kind of come out. No, there there are. Yep. I think I think they've tried Kings Canyon um, when it was released. It just didn't really sit well with the community of uh, the pro scene. So if they're going to add a survival item, they have to do something that is going to touch base on not just one map. Yeah. So like Stormpoint right now is in the map rotation, 
But I don't think uh, a company like Apex um, or EA in general is going to work to act, to implement something that is just like specific for Stormpoint. It doesn't affect, and especially like a health item that, oh, yeah. that would be that would be such a big thing um, to add into competitive Apex. Um, so if they're going to like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go further on in in your notes that you have. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, yeah, go for it. But uh, like looking at the grapple, because because I know uh, another suggestion that a redditor posted was the Halo grapple hook, yeah. which no theoretically would be good, um, because it would it would be it work on all four maps: Kings Canyon, World's Edge, Olympus, and Stormpoint. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, if you add something like the grapple, you just take out the Pathfinder. Pathfinder becomes yeah. useless. And poor little uh, Pathy, man, he's already yeah, had like, enough. Yeah, Path has already had enough. <laughs> he, he's never played in competitive, competitive Apex. He's he's very rarely played in um, just any basic tournament. He has nothing. He doesn't really bring much to the team other than your ultimate. Um, and there's other and there's better recon legends out there. Yeah. Um, so it's like you have to think something that's good, like the heat shield. Heat shield's a really good like supporty health item. You have yeah. the recon beacon that was really strong. So it's just to think like what what can they theoretically add. That isn't broken, yeah. But adds a competitive edge to not just Stormpoint, not even just World's Edge, but to all four maps. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and Matt, you you had a uh, like yeah. kind of a original idea, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's it, it's only relevant really to Stormpoint unless they uh, changed up and add critters to all maps, which I don't think anybody is particularly uh, excited about. But um, basically, uh, something just like a heat shield, but um basically functionally it's a heat shield but it is only a barrier for what i would call mobs just because i play a bunch of rpgs but prowlers and the spiders they just can't go within it um and it has health just like against the ring so, so you're thinking about like a storm point heat shield yeah eve type thing yeah but just for prowlers it would have to gotcha. be a vastly different color like bright green or something you know yeah, but yeah. like a light bright green and that's a great idea honestly i think it just you made a great point that um, it is only relevant to one map, and um, yeah. I did I did think about it from a different perspective of oh, it should be somewhat easy to implement because it's using an already built-in feature. And I was I was thinking um, overthinking like I apparently enjoyed doing um, for the <laughs> the meat bag. That's a terrible name, by the way. Please don't pick that if you use it, Apex Legends. <laughs> um, Unless it's like a, spe- a special thing for uh, Revenant only, then it's brilliant. But um, the Prowler bait could uh, operate on the... However, Apex tracks when you've killed a quote-unquote nest of mm-hmm. Prowlers or something. That's how it would have to work. Like it drops, it, uh, it drops a bait after you kill a nest kind of thing? Uh, no, no. Um, it attracts all of the prowlers within that oh, quote unquote uh, nest. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Until yeah, they yeah. are used up, i.e., they're all dead or uh, gotcha, whatever you know. But well, anyway. I've got a really shitty one actually. Ooh, far away. Uh, yeah. So, like, what if you had a tool uh, that you could throw out? And probably has the, about the same range as uh, Sears Ultimate. Uh, that just completely jams, like call it a radar jammer. Uh, so you have no mini map and no full size map either, and no so scans like or something. Yeah, no scans or well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess you'd have to turn off scans and shit. So like, no recon, no map, no nothing for you or anybody else. Maggie's uh, all in that that area. Uh, note, uh, Maggie being the next legend is, uh, as far as I know, purely uh, 
guessing, uh, maybe educated guessing from people that can't actually say that they know. I don't know. All don't I, people like don't people guess Maggie like every season? Since I mean, people guess a bunch of people every season. I don't know. It would be like just to think like adding the heat shield. What you said, Kinder, would theoretically be very good um, in the grand scheme of things. It could be used on all all, all four maps. Um, it'd be a very strong late game end circle type thing for tournament play. Um, and the biggest thing when it just comes to Apex in general, or just any game for that matter that has a, a pro league, you have to think ma- like majority of the time. And this is just my opinion. I've had this conversation with multiple people in the past, and they have the complete opposite opinion where you don't focus solely on your pro league. But for a game like Apex, where the where the biggest bread and butter is going to be that pro league, that's how they bring in, that's how they attract the most of their clientele or the most of their player base, in my opinion. Um, you have to think of something that isn't going to destroy high-tier Apex Legend. So right, the Radar right. Jammer top tier, it would be really good if this game didn't have a pro <laughs> league or personally just didn't care about the pro scene at all. Um, but right and like, respawn does a good job of top-down balancing and that's what they should do i've always we've always advocated for that yeah um and i'm not saying this is a balanced idea by any means um there would almost certainly have to be some kind of tweaking to it you know to exactly what it affects what it doesn't affect things like that that's why i hesitated you said like turning off scans and everything else like that because gimping certain legends without gimping others yeah. that's that's a little unfair and that shifts meta because then you, you, you take out, I mean, if you're not counting scans, theoretically, you take out Bloodhound completely, if you're considering him as a scan. Seer wasn't really a, a legend that's played in a lot of tournaments um, anyway, um, So, you, but you would theoretically take out a shift in the meta, kick out Seer, um, and then at that point, you would maybe kick out Crypto Valkyrie, because if Valkyrie goes for her ult, she can scan people. crypto can just fly around and his ultimate theoretically is already what you're saying uh it has the emp yeah it doesn't destroy a radar or anything but you get jammed up technically with his ultimate um right actually you know what i just thought of something better uh so we all know our boy crypto needs a buff something something fierce what if uh his ultimate when you're hit by it what if it also did that if it actually took out your map uh and everything like your mini map and your main map for like 20 seconds or something uh, maybe as long as the stun lasts which is very short i mean yeah. just keep everything else the same just like remove like delete map uh so if like you're running for circle or something like that or final circle is about to happen you can gain positioning and enemy team doesn't really know what the hell's going on for sure you know it would I mean, in high tier, it wouldn't Apex, necessarily give the highest levels because they know their ring rotation, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I was just literally about to say those high tier players when they see a circle come like circle two, they know what's happening. They know where this circle is gonna go. They know, uh, they know the map like the back of their hand, so it wouldn't get them. It would just kind of mess with lower elo, which it doesn't really matter if you mess with the bronze or the or the silver players because they're already like microing incorrectly to begin with. So having right, them right. have a map isn't gonna be life or death for them. Oh, on this note, if I may interject, um, this is going to be our quick tip corner. You probably have some actual data to base this on. I'd watched an ASU video like a while back, and he was trying to explain how you can uh, kind of have a strong idea on where a ring is going to go. And I was, based on that video, I was under the impression that um, uh, first ring, okay, 
and then you scan, you can see where the next ring, or not even if you scan, but then you can see where the next ring is going to be. And it's usually towards one part of the, um, the map, you know, the outer mm-hmm. edge of the circle is in some direction where the ring is going to be. Usually yeah. he was suggesting that usually it follows that direction. So say the, the ring is straight down, you know, yeah. on the bottom part of the, the ring. The next ring is also going to be on the far, the bottom side of that. So it's when it comes to circles, um, and this, in I know this goes like I, I don't know 100%, but I'm going to assume it goes for all battle royale games. Um, there is a good majority of RNG with circles on the initial drop circle. Yeah. Um, so when you drop down, uh, I know Apex has I think a pool of like 15 to 20 potential starting circles they can have, and like people probably think, wow, that's crazy because the maps. It's it's so small in comparison to like PUBG, uh, technically maybe even Fortnite, um, Warzone definitely. Um, for it being so small, like how can I have that many possibilities of a ring start? But from there, it does go down to like an RNG pool. So what you're saying right. is, is somewhat correct. Where if it starts going in one direction, there is a high probability it's going to just continue it. Um, and you'll if if if. Like you said, you've watched um, me cast uh, the CCE tournaments, even with Kinder or with Dr. Yeah. Uh, Shrimply that's in the Discord. Um, there is some give or take to that circle. So, yes, the circle has the probability to go more or less in the direction it's already going. But there is still that RNG pool of, okay, this circle can just do a complete 180 and go in the complete different direction than what you're assuming. But if you get that first scan off, um, like you're saying, like like yeah. you said in his video, you get that first initial scan off. Now you have second circle. And from there, it's a 50-50 shot. And, and most of these pro players want to sit in the midline of that final circle anyway, or that scan circle anyway. And um, honestly, and I've experienced this a very few times, um, but based uh, eventually it just becomes based on experience you know where the ring is going to end oh of course and and after like maybe the last two or three rings you you know exactly where it's going to be and where you want to be and all that okay um so yeah so that's excellent it's always nice when uh just basically guessing is uh substantialized a little bit you know yeah i mean there there is still that chance like I, I'm going to assume people under Diamond aren't worrying about, and if and if you are worrying about it, you're worrying about the wrong thing. If you're <laughs> under Diamond and you're worrying about like circles and like how to like properly read a circle, you're doing the complete wrong thing. Like that is is a, a thought process and a trait you gain as you grow. And then once Diamond hits, then yeah, that's a big thing. You need to know map rotations. You need to know how the circles are going to go. Under diamond, though, honestly, my man, just you need to be worrying about how to hit your shots. You need to be worrying <laughs> about like right, right. You need to be going into aim training and like learning the spray patterns of your guns. Like if you're if you're going into your into your group game chat or you're just like in a Discord talking to your buds, you're like, okay, circle's gonna go this way. This is how we have to play it, but you're missing every shot. I don't care where the circle's going. We're not even gonna make it to the circle at this rate. So like. That's yeah, just like right. a higher elo thing that you sh- that they should be worrying about, honestly. Okay, right. This and, is uh, good. I, I don't know for sure. Uh, there's been people that have suggested that the ring locations, the final ring locations, the apex are predetermined, like pre hard coded in. Oh, they uh, are. Yeah, there's a pool of them, right? Well, when well, you load into not the game, not necessarily. 
Um, when you learn to that map, there is it, it's already determined. Uh, yeah, that's already determined. But there is something that they put into passion. It's called Ring Logic. Uh, now I know for a fact in I believe it was PUBG that they were completely randomized, but the whole map was viable for ring locations or almost the whole map. Um, whereas there's a lot more dynamic uh, dynamics to the map in Apex, so they're not every map location is viable for a final ring. Uh, so they do have like no go zones for final and second whatever ring uh, that they predetermined for sure. Uh, which would explain why final rings a lot of time are corralled into the ge- same general areas. I was under uh, the impression but, that there was a pool of like, and maybe a large pool, but like if if this if this uh, fourth ring, then fifth ring will be any of these. So I could be wrong, but like I, I know a couple that I've personally witnessed like a bunch of times be this a certain exact ring. So right, as far as I know, nobody knows for sure for sure, but. The terminology ring logic to me as as developer that tells me that it's uh not hard coded that it's given or given a specific range maybe a little too tight even uh where you can and cannot have a ring uh yeah because uh, you know like go ahead oh yeah, no I was gonna say there's been sometimes like when I've been playing or just casting a game where like you see a circle um pop up and it's gonna be like second circle into third circle um and no team like if you're if you're spectating a match you're casting it. Um, at least for me, like when I'm casting, the number one thing I'm doing is like I'm trying to figure out where these circles are going to go so I can predetermine in my head how I'm going to call these final fights, what things I need to be looking for, like what corridors I need to be looking for, what corners, what angles, like that. All that stuff comes to my mind when I start casting yep. uh, a tournament. Right. Um, and there's times where you'll look at a circle and you're like, wow. Um, and I've said this on stream. And I think Kinder was there uh, for one of the times. There was a circle where three fourths of like the second circle was all mountain Ugh. so it was like and i think yeah, you remember yeah. this kinder because you're the one who brought no, it no, up it wasn't mountain it was ocean it was, it was. O- yeah it was ocean and then i guess there was two then in that same in that same tourney where one of them was ocean and then the other one was just complete mountain so it was like how is this gonna play out and i i'm saying this in my head like how does this play out how, how am i gonna cast a circle where there's really <laughs> gonna be no combat uh and then kinder made a good point where yeah, this there's a lot of mountain, but it's probably just going to go to this open circle, uh, open field. Um, so that's where I can uh, slightly agree with Kinder, where there's like there's predetermined areas where these circles can't go. Because if you think about it, if you put a final circle smack dead on top of a mountain, and that's your final circle, these 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 teams can't do anything about it. Yeah, right. Um, and that's the other thing that pushes me towards programmatically doing these things too, because they have had to correct rings before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't imagine that somebody manually creating a ring pattern is going to put it in an unplayable area, right? That's fair. Because um, there was um there was a thing, there was an actual thing where they had to adjust World's Edge ring because in ALGS there was a big old hullabaloo. People were salty as hell. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a uh, Bloodhound trials, if I'm not mistaken. In ALGS finals, one team got stuck inside and one team got stuck outside. I could see it happening. And and people were just pissed because, you know, understandably, especially I, I don't know if it was it was like, I think finals are multiple round, right? Yeah, um, final uh, you go it's like it, six it, or eight rounds, right? Well, so I'll talk about it a little bit more um, oh. when we get when we get. Yeah, further yeah we'll, we'll do that when we get into the meat and potatoes of the interview. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> That'll be the broccoli of the conversation. Hey, all right. What else we got, Matt? Um, eh, not, nothing too much. Um. Uh, it's just a fun little tidbit. We've been talking about punch boosting a strange amount for a podcast that isn't uh, 
tactics based, more of a banter podcast, but uh, now it's banned in ALGS. So, is it 100% confirmed banned? Um, is so it- that is fair. Um, according to Discord, um, I, I forget who brought it up. I think they may have wanted to remain anonymous, but um, it was uh, Discord. Um, somebody leaked some Discord documents that officials had uh, said that it was banned. Um, so it has not been announced to my knowledge. However, it um, that, as far as I know, it is except that it is banned. That's gonna be crazy to think. I mean, I you, you see it happen everywhere. Um, yeah. Like I was, I was watching. Um, oh man, TSM Hal yesterday. Like a, after my stream, and I was I was playing Team Fight Tactics. I was I was watching him, um, and he was just punch boost and left, right, and center. So I'm curious if this gets banned in ALGS. I'm curious if Rhett, like the same situation that happened, like with the Rev Octane combination, if you guys remember that from a while yep. ago, yeah. when Rev was permanently banned from ALGS in every tournament, same with Octane, like those two as a pair were just so annoying that ALGS had to ban it. I'm curious. And then every other tournament started doing the same thing. I'm curious if they ban punch boosting in ALGS, if all these other tournaments that are like, getting their codes from ALGS and getting their tournament lobbies from them if they will abide by the same rule of anti-punch boosting in their lobbies. So I don't know. um, C9 Zach is obviously like a pretty big deal, like pro Apex player, but he has said that it is officially banned. Um, And then there were documents by ALGS administrators from Discord that were leaked that said that it was banned. So right, yeah, is- and uh, just to confirm here exactly what uh, C9 says, uh, and this is Zach Zach Mazer for C9 Zach. Uh, he says, "Quick update: Punch boosting is officially banned in ALGS. Yep. Thank God they are so fast to address punch. Thank God they are so fast to address punch boosting. Wish they were this fast with everything else broken into the fucking game." Oh, hush. Uh, uh, just hush. Um, and uh, right. some uh, I, I, I pretty, I'm not. Yeah, that was pretty quick. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with um, this fellow, but Raven, who is a former coach and ALGS competitor, uh, was asked through Twitter um, DMs and apparently had said that um, it wasn't very clear. So I don't know if it's going to be banned and hasn't been instituted yet. I would assume that there would be like a proper announcement of the exact is is you punch boost once you're out of the tournament you know like or you're not gonna get out of the right, tournament. right. You, yeah. it would be the same thing like with tap strafing like when when people realize that like tap strafing was so broken first it took them way too long to ban tap strafing in my opinion that should have been banned instantaneously from the lgs when they realized how good it was yep um so kudos to them for instantly banning uh, punch boosting, yeah, but it's gonna be the same thing. Like same thing with like the rev octane combination. They're gonna they'll penalize you a point, um, or they may force you to forfeit the match. Like that match score may be forfeited, and you may be given twentieth place. Or like, it, it, but it, like so, those are gonna be the two options. But they don't ban you, or they don't kick you from the tournament, or just like automatic forfeit you from the whole tournament. Yeah. Unless you do it repetitively, I I think that's the only yeah. logical way to do it. Because once, you know, they can scold you and maybe, yeah, like you said, do that, you know, maybe kick the player out of that match or kick the team out of that match, give them 20th or or whatever. But yeah, like it's not, oh, boom, just ban hammer on the whole team. Um, And and just for people, in case it wasn't clear too, it sounds like they're banning tap straight or uh, not tap strafing. That's a, it's quite they, impressive. They but um, already punch boosting. Um, 
aside from all the mechanical advantages it give all over the place, like you can literally jump between some of the buildings and fragment doing that properly, right? And so mm-hmm. it's just too much of an advantage. Instead of jumping off the building, climbing up the next one, or, or using an ability, you literally can just zip right across as literally any le- legend. You know, Lifeline having the mobility right. that technically only like Pathy or Horizon or Octane Pad should have. So right, and the biggest like the, the, go ahead, go ahead, Kinder. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, you know, respawn did get on to uh, banning tap or to uh, patching out tap scraping. I should say, kind of. Um, yes. It was like, delayed. Um, you can still do because it because they were it's trying to hard. get it right. Yeah, they couldn't do a full uh, removal of it uh, because of whatever mechanical difficulties, and I'm assuming they're still working on it. Um, back in September, uh, I know they said that they were going to delay that removal. Um, but now it's just harder to do and you can't do quite as much with it. And I imagine they'll do the same thing with punch boosting. If, uh, ALGS has made the ruling like, Hey, no, or actually they'll probably do it because remember they got rid of, uh, bunny hopping, um, way back before ALGS was really even much of a thing, uh, because it was an unintended mechanic. So if they're consistent on that philosophy then they'll eventually remove it. You could still theoretically, like on very slightly on the bunny hopping, you could if you do it right. Uh, like when you're, uh, I, I saw a clip the other day, and I don't know how recent it was. It, it was on Twitter, so it must have been fairly recent because they don't allow you to scroll that far back. Um, there was a clip of a, uh, of I think it was I, I don't know who the pro was, uh, but there was a player who had a shield bat and was in the lava and was bunny hopping whilst shield batting themselves. <laughs> um, so I don't know how recent that is, um, but I saw that it may have just been a glitch in the game where, like, for some yeah, reason, because that was how you did the old tech. Yeah, was, uh, you, you were using a healing item hop the whole way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, talking about the the punch boost a little bit more, the only way like you'll be able to catch someone doing because you're not going to be punch boosting in a fight. Like that's why it was so easy to catch tap strafing. Yeah. So it's going to be all on the casters of the ALGS or just going off word of mouth saying like I'm, I'm just going to use uh asu because he's a player that comes to mind um at the moment like it's going to be like someone sees asu doing it in game now i have to go off word of mouth that oh we saw asu doing it but now asu got first do we penalize him penalize him for the 20th place team saying that they saw asu uh punch boost um and then at that point he's never going to do it in a fight and maybe your camera guy never pans to asu so how do you know if he actually did or not? It's just going to be a hard thing to figure out. I think the best thing they can do is, if it's banned, it's just to try their best to get it out of the game as soon as possible. And and it's only right. going to be, I mean, in an ALGS match scenario, like it's not going to be every single pro. Like like no. so on a different thing, like someone like Asu would probably be streaming their ALGS, like Hal Asu, like. But there's probably only going to be like a few. It's not going to be every team, every player streaming. You know, it's it's a relatively small percentage of the pros yeah, going to be streaming because you got to have quite the the beefy. Not that they don't have beefy setups, but you got to have a fully optimized top level streaming setup to play at tournament level and stream. You know what I mean? Especially at like a a tournament where you you could have a ton of money and prestige on the line. You know what I no, mean? Yeah, I mean, most of them just have a separate streaming PC. Yeah, well, there's but, that. Yeah, he's, he's got that big cojones. If you if you're gonna stream and then play in a tournament, well, then, yeah, 
especially if it's not land these days it's not land that's the thing too yeah, is like yeah, yeah. you might want to you just be like no i'm not going to stream i want to make sure there's zero lag zero latency yeah that's i want 100 yep. of my bandwidth and everything you know what i mean whereas like like people who have like 10 plus thousand people watching them they they're going to have like enterprise internet and stuff you know at their place so of course right right all right uh, so beyond that, we got anything else? Uh, we can kind of sketch through here real quick. Um, one okay. of the uh, Apex, uh, I believe he's a dev, um, just said that they had created, uh, Eduardo Agostini said that they had created a masterpiece of a new skybox, and that is all. Let the speculation begin. Um, <laughs> bastard, how dare you? I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say like a big moon splitting in half or some crazy shit like that. I didn't, that's not a moon. That's your mama. Um, I'm joking, <laughs> but it's too, too, too easy, man. Um, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Honestly. Yeah. That's all I go for. That's my skill level. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Nobody really seems to know what it is. Although the only place that hasn't gotten a big cosmetic change as far as i can tell oh uh, technically olympus has it's got the big tentacles and the spaceships in the sky but uh big tentacles and spaceships in the sky could mean uh you know it's, it's dynamic something's happening maybe when it comes back they want it to come back with a bang and give it some other cool thing happening like an evolution of maybe maybe they're gonna have like a, a yard a yard guy come in and take care of all the vines <laughs> <laughs> that's a big problem yeah, That's a big problem. Yeah, it's a lot of damage. I haven't actually been keeping up with the uh, the lore, Badkinder, uh, but I need to check up and see if uh, anything's happened with the current comic and everything with like all the spider stuff that was going on before. Yeah, when you get uh, some pest control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing is like if they're doing if that has if that uh, tweet has to correlate with a map, um, big dome in the sky. Uh, what was it? <laughs> Creating a masterpiece of a new skybox. This is probably the only map that would potentially even mean anything for that. Like, if that makes sense, like yeah. you're shooting in, like looking at the picture of world's Eds right now, there's these flags, but theoretically can just be pushed together to make like a laser to point into the sky, AKA yeah. skybox. So, right, right. but they did already do a skybox makeover, a pretty significant one. What was that season nine or 10 or something? Uh, it yeah, wasn't yeah. that long ago. I, I mean, they brightened up the sky a, a and they made it all light. pretty. I mean, they could definitely, but like, God damn, they've done so much for World's Edge, you know? I know right? Again, it's it's solely because it's the competitive map. It's you true. Have to, you have to keep yeah, it relevant. True. You have to keep it relevant, have to keep it clean cut and perfect. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's there's two options here. Either we find out in a few weeks, uh, beginning a season 12, or... We got to sit here biting our nails and just waiting and tapping our fingers for uh, whenever the quarter or mid season drop is of whatever next big thing comes, you know? So, yep. I know. I'm ready for it too. But, but uh, let's go ahead and move on into the actual meat of the interview. We yeah. Uh, not meat and potatoes. No, now. it's just broccoli. Yeah. Just not even any, not even any dip. Just, just, just raw broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like you said, uh, this is. Uh, Mr. Real Dr. Spicy. Sir, that's uh, Sir Mr. Real Dr. Spicy. Sir Mr. Yeah, he's been knighted, apparently. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, he's kin to Sir Elton John, apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, so real quick, just tell us about yourself, man. Yeah, so uh, my real name's Chris, um, and I have been playing video games since as long as I can remember. 
Um, first console was a was a PlayStation One, um, and like I, as as time went on, like it got, I got I had every PlayStation One, two, three, four. I'm gonna get the five because I was a PC player at that point. Yeah. Um, probably one of my favorite games growing up was uh, Ratchet and Clank. That was that was the game I know lifed as a kid. Um, Ratchet and Clank one, two, three. I got the new one for PS3, Ooh. and it was absolutely terrible. I was so oh. let down. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert prepare yeah, for disappointment alert. it is the worst thing i've ever played um and from there i i knew i loved video games i mean i i would watch my cousin who uh, was a really big inspiration for me um growing up uh because i didn't, I don't have any brothers or sisters so i was it was really big like family or oriented cousins and all that fun stuff uh, right, i'm hispanic right. so i have a massive family um, so my cousins would come over and we had this giant TV in my grandparents' house and, uh, they would just play on my, on my consoles. They would play like Mortal Kombat. Um, they would play, uh, Inferno, uh, Horizon and like Inferno and all that fun stuff, all those racing car games and like fighting games and all that fun stuff. Um, so I'd watch them play and I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is, this is some cool stuff. Um, fast forward a little bit and, um, I got my first PC when I think, I think it was like 2012. It was like this really, crappy walmart dell pc that my mom bought me um because that's what everybody starts with (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't even have a desk i remember i got it and it was for christmas i think it was and i got it and i'm just playing on the ground like i hook it up my keyboard and mouse are just on the ground i'm playing minecraft like when minecraft didn't even have hunger bars it was just health bars um just to speak on how old uh like how long i've been playing games i'm not even that old 22 um and then from there, I, I, I played Minecraft. Um, and I know people think Minecraft doesn't have like a competitive aspect of it. Nah, I, dog. Played, I, I played competitive Minecraft. I played uh, Factions, which is the one competitive aspect of Minecraft. My man's over here whipping people with a fishing pole. <laughs> and like, you know, right, and right. I did the fishing pole trick. Just, the, just spamming oh, gapples and god apples yep, and of stuff. Course, of course, of course. Um, and from there, uh, my cousin again the the big inspiration for me was like hey you need to play this game called league of legends oh no i I played league i remember the first champion (laughs) i ever friends play league (laughs) (laughs) i uh the first champion i ever played was choga when he when he was like really bad and i played one game and i was like this game sucks i'm going back to minecraft uh so i played minecraft for like another two years went back to league and i think at this point i'm like 15 or 16 um and i Fell in love with the game. Funny enough, he hated the game at that point. So <laughs> he went to Counter-Strike. And uh, for a while, I just kept trying to follow him in game so he would play with me. Um, but every time I'd get good in a game, he'd quit. So I think he like <laughs> wouldn't play with me. I think that was it. We, we figured it out. Uh, but I got good enough in League that I felt confident to like take it very seriously. Um, I, I actually started my first time, my first stream career was in league of legends i used to go by carlos spicy wiener um, <laughs> the legend the legend himself carlos spicy wiener um i had a i had a following of like 50 people on twitch uh, hey. at the time and i was i was in i was in like high plat and teetering between plat diamond um Shit. and at that point that's when riot would support lower tournaments kind of like how now apex Legends supports lower communities and gives out keys for like tournaments and all that stuff. Same thing used to happen with Riot. Um, so that's when I actually started casting. I was like, I, I was streaming and I was having a blast doing it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get a part of this tournament. I was playing in it uh, a, a good amount, actually. And 
I was like, let me just start casting. And it was a blast. I, I knew all the all the champions' abilities, and we were just banging out ability names left, right, and center. Arcane Shift from Ezreal goes in down the mid lane. Then you have Ari ba- Blast the Charm. Big kills on the backside. And we, we were just going to town with it. And I had a, a lot of fun with it. And then I stopped. Uh, the tournament stopped, and I took a hiatus from casting for a little bit. And I played I played League. I ended up actually getting... Uh, it was a very. This is a very low part of my life. I got uh, my my grandmother passed away, and I'm not using that as an excuse. Um, my grandmother passed away in uh, 2017, 2018, and I got really toxic. Like I was already toxic prior, um, but I got super toxic online. And to this day, like my coach and mentor, um, which I think he's actually in the chat, uh, Long, hey. um, to, to this day calls me. He, he he calls me out for it. Like he he checks me every once in a while. My ego check. Right, right. Um, and he's a really good friend of mine and he, he's a big reason why I cast this day, but, uh, I, I got really toxic. I got perma banned from league. Um, I put maybe two grand. You must have, what? You must have been just incredibly toxic to get banned permanently from league. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was banned twice prior for a week for saying really nasty things to people. Um, like things you can't say on Twitch right, right, right. and I won't tell you. Um, and like, (laughs) I'm really disgusted with myself for saying the things I did back then. Um, and then it happened again, like, and it didn't happen for a while. And just one day I started hating league, like again, the passing of my grandma. And I I just was, wasn't having fun at this point. Like me and my best friend at the time stopped playing games. Um, because he, he got a girlfriend and like forgot about me type type thing. Um, Yeah. It feels bad. (laughs) Yeah. So from there on it was it was just a matter of like i hated league i remember the day i got banned too i remember the champion i was playing udir in the jungle and i was just ragging on riot i was like this game stinks like you this company's a terrible company everyone in this lobby's terrible and then i just got banned the next game um and from that point it was like wow i, I just lost two thousand dollars and like six years of my life just start gone like that because i i was a toxic piece of crap um and then from there, like I, mean, I said, I, I would try to follow my cousin everywhere. Like CSGO. He started playing CSGO. Um, and then I got to Grand Math. I got to like the highest rank. And then he quit. And he went to Overwatch. I was like, come on. Uh, and then I followed him to Overwatch. And then he quit Overwatch. And I got to like Diamond and Overwatch. But he already quit. I was like, come on. So it was just, it was a, it was a long time of that. And um, I stopped having fun with video games for a little bit. I, I tried dabbling and streaming like two more times. And it just wouldn't click. Yep. Um, so then from like there on, like fast forward to about a year ago, um, I met, uh, like I said, my really good friend and, and I, I call him my best friend now, um, Long, who's in the chat. Um, and me, him and my cousin were uh, playing, just starting to play games again together. Like, um, and it, we were playing Magic and we were just having fun uh, with another IRL friend. Um, and me, me, Long and my cousin were wanting to get like we started playing dota and we started like we wanted to go pro in dota so we we put like hours into it and i was very lucky and uh, gracious that my grandfather gave me uh, a small loan of a million dollars uh just <laughs> kidding but he gave me he gave me a small loan um just because like i was super stressed i just quit my job and i was able to like not work for a couple months and put all my time into dota um and me and long had a had a conversation one day and we're like look and this is this is a year into my relationship with my uh, girlfriend, and he's like, "Look, if you if you want to go pro, we can keep going, but just to let you know, 
Um, you're going to be putting a lot of hours into this. You're going to be putting eight hours a day, seven days a week, just to become good enough to go to a semi-pro. And then even with that said, we won't be going to a tournament for about a year. You won't make a dollar for about a year. So I was like, okay, right, right. Um, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to pay for my life. So he's like, what about casting? Like I, I played MMOs like Albion Online and New World and I was a shout caster or a, a shot caller in that game. And he's like, you love to talk. Um, your ADHD self is all over the place. So try casting. So I reached out to uh, Ivan from Chicken Coop Esports and uh, I casted a tournament with him. And um, from there, I fell in love. I fell in love with casting. Um, I met uh, uh, She Loves Joker from Leave No Witnesses, the Leave No Witnesses organization. And uh, I started casting his tournaments and I reached out to all these people and uh, I, I got a new love and like a new drive for streaming and shoutcasting all over again. Um, so that's just a little bit about me as I just told you my whole life story, but like, that's, that's, that's the real <laughs> Dr. Spicy in the flesh. I, mean, I, I was going to, I was going <laughs> to say like, okay, wrap it up, but wait a minute, we're doing an interview here. I, mean, I guess it works as content. <laughs> um, so, uh, so now you, now you stream semi-professionally. Um, I know that you're looking to get even, even more serious, although yes. you, you do work for money as it is already. You're just trying to get the next, like yeah. actually professional people know your name level, uh, which Granted, a lot of people don't actually know your name. The entire CCE community does, and that is how how strong are they now? Thirty thousand. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, gonna 30 say thirty k members. So I mean, I guess you're already kind of on your way there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and you said the first game you took seriously was um, uh, League of Legends. Mm -hmm. uh, so after that, do you remember the the first esports uh, event that you actually watched that maybe like turned you on to casting and what it was and everything? Oh man. Uh after League, like I was really big into League. Um after League, it was probably CSGO. Um the CSGO casters are really hype. Like for the people who've ever watched CSGO casts, they are some of the best casters just across the board. Um and then from there, like I'd I'd watch the occasional like top ten shout casts. Or top ten events or whatnot. It's like the yeah. FGC community is right, top right. tier for pop offs. Um, I'm just a big pop off guy. Like Kinder, you've cast with me before. You know, I'm just a play by play guy through and through. I love getting hype. I love the excitement. Um, I'm not really good at talking about the game um, unless I like truly love it. But like even then, it's like I just love the pop off, man. So like probably CS:GO. I'd gamble. I, I was I had a really bad like CSGO gambling addiction for a while as like a 17, 18 year old. I'd like I'd throw hundreds of dollars into that game, just like gambling on games that like like before the whole ban or like the whole uh situation with like the gambling and whatnot that happened with CSGO a while back with like Syndicate and all that stuff. I, I'd gamble all the time. I'd roll skins. I I had a bad problem with it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, skins will get you, man. <laughs> all right i was gonna say um did i did i hear you uh well i guess uh we can start with this um actually real quick aside before i ask this um did i ever hear you say anything about rocket league no so rocket league is a brand new thing i'm dabbling into i played rocket league for a long time um nice. i hit diamond on solos duos and trios damn okay um, for those of you not aware like uh hitting diamond on trios is so if if you play like a thousand plus hours, a lot of people can get to diamond and trios, 
but you can't say that about for a lot of people can't say that about duos and uh, not very many people can say that about solos or you know so yeah, it's it, very true very true <laughs> <laughs> like when it comes to solos um there's two types of metas in quotation because like rocket league isn't a meta game at all like it's you have to hit a ball into a net with a car and call it a day <laughs> like that's it um, when I think of Rocket League, I think if there's two types of metas when it comes to solos, you can either be really good at flying, really good at like just aerials, or you could just be the sickest ball handler of your life. I sucked at aerials. So yeah. uh, I took the second option. <laughs> so uh, you're saying you were a ball handler. <laughs> I, I, I handled some mean balls, Kinder. Let me tell you. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, a little bit of ball chasing too, I'm sure. A little ball chasing. And that's the biggest thing. Like to get to diamond in Rocket League solos is you have to be really, like calm, cool, and collected. You can't go all in for a play that you that's a 50-50 because like you said, trios is super easy to hit diamond. Like you you have people to back you up. In solos, you're by yourself. You miss a 50-50 trade, game over. Like that that can make or break the game. And it's crazy to think that one goal can, but solos is just that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right, right. I mean it's just like real life soccer or football course, for those of you overseas. One goal is sometimes the score. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. For 90 minutes, you have one goal. That's your hype moment right there. Right. Yep. Um. Okay, cool. I don't want to get too into Rocket League. I, I could go on for way too long about that, too. It's fun. <laughs> I, I had a couple of year Rocket League phase, a few year, I guess I should say. And yeah, it was, it was good fun. Um, hell of a game to watch. Up. Yeah, it was a hell of a game to watch esports of, too. It's but. hypey. It's like, it's like actual soccer or yeah. like you said, football uh, for the people that are overseas. The um, cultured folks. The Oops. culture folks, right, right. unlike us, uh, Rocket League is just—it's it, basic soccer. So, like, it, I my favorite clip is—I uh, think it was two or three years ago, like when Rocket League was just popping off. It wasn't—it wasn't owned by like it wasn't on uh, what is it? Epic what, what, Games. Epic Games. Yeah, it wasn't on Epic Games. It was just its own standalone thing, its own engine on Steam. Uh, it was like the final seconds of a game, and the most iconic line that I think anyone knows in Rocket League. Is he announced? You know where I'm going. Oh yeah. Uh, the goal scores, and it's like the the one announcer or the one cast. Volume warning. Super high. Yeah, the one announcer gets hype. I'm not going to scream because oh, uh, the missus is sleeping. But the guy hypes up. He's like, "This is Rocket League," and like that's it. And if you've ever played Rocket League, you know the clip. Like you know yeah. what game I'm talking about. It's like he he puts the game in overtime, two to two, and he just screams, "This is Rocket League." If you, if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. If you literally just type in YouTube, this is Rocket League, right, right. you're going to pull it up. <laughs> it seems like every competitive game, though, like they have that one big caster reaction that, you know, plays on every highlight reel, like the inhuman reactions, you know. Yeah, that's that simple. Kind of what are you doing? This is a major. You can't do that. Like that, like simple again, <laughs> like just from CSGO or like the iconic uh, no scope in uh, Inferno on CSGO where he actually got his... Uh, his name and like I think it was an op that were like crossing against each other, yeah. just embedded into the wall because he just it, it was at, it was at another major. He he just went crazy. And um, it was uh, I just double checked. It was Justin. And uh, imagine um a crazy tournament, and it's uh somebody ties up at literally zero seconds. The ball's in the air, so the game doesn't end. Zero seconds, and uh. It's it's a sudden death match. So both teams have won three rounds. It's best out of seven. So first to four wins. And the dude ties it up. And it's it's Justin, the mechanical god of Rocket League. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can fight me, bro. You could you could literally it's fight cra- me anytime it's crazy. over it's crazy, it. But man. yeah, uh, and I mean, 
I gotta say, energy, energy fanboy slightly maybe, but um, they've had some absolute banger land finals. Yeah, like the one was it G two yeah. the the one it was yeah, bro. I was house sitting at this people's house, the massive TV, and I literally was like yelling and screaming, like pacing <laughs> for like forty minutes. That's any or game, I mean, that happens. But that was game. every match was overtime. I swear to God, and that That's was a seven match. Best of seven. They're not supposed to be seven matches. One of them had five minutes of overtime. Like, I mean, that's 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 top tier Rocket League. Same thing goes with Apex. Like, yeah, you'll see some crazy you'll see Apex. Eighteen teams final circle, like the, or like second to final circle. Like, <laughs> it, it's one of those things. As a caster looking at yeah. it from the backside, um, Apex honestly is the most boring game to cast until the last ten minutes of the game, where teams want to fight. Because the first 25 to 30 minutes of Apex, I am just sitting there twiddling my thumbs, jumping back and forth and getting hyped for the one-on-one team fight that's happening. Yeah. Because that's all you that's all you get. You get one or two fights until the final circle. Rocket League's the same way. It's just yeah. it it just goes and goes and goes, and you just gotta get hyped when someone scores a goal, and that's about it. So right. um basically, uh do you remember the first tournament you cast? I know you were talking yeah. about um your league of legend tournaments yeah uh are you looking for like the first tournament after are you looking for the first Uh, i I suppose so yeah because i guess uh, i guess we could just do a quick like a two for like the first tournament you cast and then i guess the first tournament that you professionally cast so like the first tournament i casted was at league of legends tournament um and it was weird because i was was just I, i became good friends with the organizer himself just like I've done with every organization I've been a part of. Cause like, that's just how you network yourself. That's how you do it. Um, with that said, like I, I remember I was, I was this little kid. My voice was squeaky. So like I'd get hype and then my voice would be like, yay, like type thing. Like it was just super squeaky <laughs> and I was really bad. Like I was terrible. Uh, but again, it was my first cast. I've never done it before. I just streamed and played the right, game. Right. So I tried to do as best as I could. And then I just, I did that repetitively for about six months. And um, it was great. Like I, I, I ended up getting RP cards from it. Like I, I've made, if we're if we're just talking about RP playing in the tournament and casting the tournaments, I probably made like three hundred dollars in RP cards Maybe. just from doing both. Um, that was like the first tournament. the The first Apex tournament I did again, I I reached out to Ivan. Um, yeah. and this this is after like I was saying earlier, me me and my best friend Long were just like talking, and like I was just playing Apex in between playing Dota. Um, and I was climbing to like platinum diamond when I, well, I was in between games. I was like, Hey, do you ever need a caster? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? He gave he got me in touch with, uh, <laughs> with his current caster, which was rice. And at the time he just was trying to stop casting. Yep. Um, cause he wanted to play. Right, right. And, um, from that point on it, it was, it was the weirdest thing because like it, you, if you've ever been a streamer, it's great. Um, because you just know how to talk to people. And especially for me, who's, who's started a career five, four or five different times on Twitch, I know how to just talk to myself for three hours. So like, <laughs> if someone just happens to come in, they know what's going on. So yep. like, it's the same way with casting. Like you just talk and hope people listen and know what's happening in your game. Um, so yeah, that's just what I did. I, I did what I was good at and that's just talking. <laughs> right, right. Now, um, uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, and uh, hopefully I'm not stealing Kendra's thunder here, but um, did, did you have like a? F- I'm sure there's a few ones out there, but maybe we'll keep it related to Apex. But is there? Do you have like a 
we were talking about iconic moments in in uh, esports in particular a little <laughs> while ago. Do you have a favorite esports moment from your casting? I do, I do, I do. Um, it was during the. <laughs> it was during. I think it was the CCE tournament. I think it was during the Chicken Coop esports tournament, and this was like when I was getting when I was gaining momentum, when I was like just steamrolling cast after cast and having like a great time doing it. Um, right, it's right. actually on my Twitter. Um, the, the moment, uh, <laughs> again, everything like for, for a long time, long is my, again, best friend, mentor, coach, everything. Um, and when he was coaching me in Dota and after he stopped, he's like, let me, let me coach you in casting because I, I, he used to cast, he used to be a vocal coach. Um, he used to cast for like FGC and whatnot. Um, and he's like, you know what you should do during one final circle? Just play the Attack on Titan soundtrack. Um, so that's what I did. And that moment excels in, in how good it is because of the song that I played. Uh, it is, it's probably by far the most hype moment I've ever had. Um, and from that point on, it just gets like, better and better there are like some downs downtimes of my cast that like i've looked back on um and i was like wow this was this was not good compared to like how high i know i could be um like the time me and kinder casted i was i was really stale um i wasn't who i usually was nah um, you were doing really good for yeah like for, for i appreciate that for you but for like for who i am i know how good i can get but again i just got off covid like that was the first time I've talked to anyone since getting off COVID. Um, and I haven't done a cast, uh, that tour, I haven't done a tournament since pre Christmas, like pre, yeah, pre Christmas. It's so like early December because CC wasn't doing any tournaments because of holiday and neither was leave no witnesses. So I just had no tournaments to do. I, I couldn't cast anything. So yeah, no, the most hype moment though is going to be that, I think. Right, right. Now, um, I'm going to ask you a couple more before we move into uh, our final bit of the podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, you mentioned to me, and I, I, I've i heard these terms before, but I never really thought about what they meant. Of course. Um, there's two different types of casters. There's usually one of each um, if you're having a, a caster duo do any game. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of those is color, and then one of those is, uh, uh, what's the other one called? Play-by-play. Play-by-play. Thank you. Uh now, real quick, can you tell us the difference between those and which are you, which you are? Yeah, so play-by-play uh, -play is what I am. I am literally just the hype man. Um, no, I know a little bit about the game, and for those who don't know esports, uh, think of basketball or even football. Um, for those who watch football, uh, you're going to have your person who's explaining the play that's happening on the field, What? why are they set up that way, um, the strategy behind it, uh, and all that fun stuff. That's going to be your color caster. Uh, and your play-by-play -play guy is when your quarterback drops back into the pocket, he throws a 90-yard pass or even like a 50-yard pass, and I'm an Eagles fan. Um, so you have you have uh, Nick Foles throw a 70-yard a 70-yard bullet, and it gets caught in the end zone for a touchdown. That's where I come in. He's like. He dropped back in the pocket, pass goes deep, and it's caught in the end zone for a touchdown. Eagles go up six. Like that's that's the play by play. You get really hype. And in the play by play caster, I know a little bit about what's going on in the game. Yeah. Like, I, I, like right, in this right. situation, in this scenario, Kinder was the color caster. So he was dropping facts left, right, and center, strategy on why people were doing it. I'm just kind of I, I come in and I back him up, just like vice versa. If it's a play by play, he's backing me up. Basically like a hype man. 
So duo casters work work in that kind of sense. Right. And um, something that uh, I've noticed more and more because I'm a very much an amateur, uh, this <laughs> whole thing. But uh, it's really good to have a two different people, two different types of casters yes. together. Uh, and B, you have to have that chemistry. So, you know, when to shut the hell up <laughs> when the hype man's talking, uh, because honestly, you know, that's what gets the crowd hype. You know, that's what people are listening. What's going on? They're looking at their phone for a minute. Oh, something's happening on screen. He's getting hype. What's going on? Uh, and then, you know, the color guy. Exactly. Is, uh, the way that I described it to somebody was uh, play by play is the what and color is the why. Yeah, that's that's a really good, uh, really good way to put it. Uh, and it's a lot of like roller coaster mentality in a sense where like your, your play by play will start to build it and it, they'll literally just start the roller coaster. Your, uh, your color will just start the roller coaster. Then your play by play takes it to the peak, makes it to the peak. And then at that point, the downhill and it, it just goes like in reverse, like how the color starts the roller coaster. The downhill is the start of the play by play. And then it's just completely downhill goes the, the color caster kind of thing so that's that's a really that that's the best way i think to put it is just it's just a roller coaster back and forth especially apex where you have the hype moments the low moments then it's just back and forth throughout the rest of the game mm-hmm. right um and i would say probably colors good at initi- initiating banter when there's a really slow period or whatever. oh yeah of course the, the color is what basically fills the gaps honestly and they're they're the better ones to do so because they know the game like the back of their hand um and all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm so um, for people that are trying to get into casting, uh, you know, people ask me a few times, like, what to do, who to get in touch with. And I'm like, just call Ivan <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want to cast. But uh, I can't really give anybody advice because I'm yeah. not super experienced on it. What advice would you have for anybody that who is an aspiring uh, games caster? The best thing, honestly, I could say is, like you said, call Ivan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he won't respond to you. I, I barely get a response like once a week. <laughs> And then like right. his, his response will be like 40 messages and he will hit every topic I've ever said. But I love the guy. Uh, <laughs> He's got a lot on his plate. He yeah. does. He does. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're looking to cast and you're a part of Chicken Coop Esports or any or uh, just just like the mash those buttons discord, it, feel free to reach out to me. I, I, I kind of run the casters for Chicken Coop Esports. Um, but if you're looking to go a different route and like just start your own thing, the best thing I can recommend is reach out. Like the worst that Ivan could have said the day I asked him was no. Um, you'll never know. And this is just like a life model I run off of. And it, it's become more prevalent the older I've gotten and the more things I start to do. You will never know the answer until you ask. If you go into like just life or even casting in general and you go out there and you're like, I think they're going to say no. So I'm not going to ask. You've already failed. You, you're, you're not going to grow as a caster unless you put in that that first initial question of, can I do it? Will you give me the shot? Right. Um, and if you get the yes and they say yes, like Ivan did, you got to start grinding. Um, there, there's, there's hundreds of videos out there on any platform that will show you the right way to cast the way I did it and the way my coach had me do it um, was he would pull up, like I said, the top 10 clips, the top 10 shot casting clips. And I, I'd go watch that um, and I'd see what they were doing. And early on, don't expect to have a duo cast. Never expect that. Um, I just got lucky in having a duo caster throughout my whole time. Um, you need to learn if you're just starting out 
to be a color caster, a play-by-play caster, and even like I do my own production. I run the stream for Chicken Esports. Um, I do all the sound, all that fun stuff. Um, so you have to know how to do the whole thing from Definitely. start to finish. And actually, yeah. um, when, on when that you're an note, amateur, learning OBS is a huge help. Oh you, God! You I was gonna say tying into that, um, probably a great starting point. Aside from um, if you want some uh, a little bit of hands-on experience to uh, uh, kind of have the basics, because uh, if you go up to someone and say, "Hi, I'd like to cast." you should probably have a streaming setup. So on that note, you should probably start streaming. Just yeah, to, as definitely. you mentioned earlier, um, you you took so much, uh, you felt comfortable your first time casting because um, of course. Uh, you're, you're first time casting again because of your <laughs> League of Legends experience, you know, yeah. um, casting, but also because you're used to streaming and like you, you had pointedly mentioned, you're used to um, filling up space with you talking sometimes i'm sure to yourself for three hours plus you know so yeah, like you I had mean, all this experience you're comfort comfortable you know what to say you you have a because if you don't have the hardware hey can i cast i don't have a camera or a mic i've, I've gotten that once uh someone want, someone messaged me and they wanted to cast and they were on their phone um the biggest like the biggest thing is if you want to cast definitely start your streaming setup like you said kinder and, and like you said exo is make sure you have the setup before you even reach out to anyone, <laughs> right, right. or else you you're gonna look like a joke. And then if if you're if you want to take it seriously, like I did, go back to your old games. Like if you're playing League of Legends, you have the replay mechanic, Dota, all that fun stuff. Apex is a little bit more difficult. You can't watch your own games. Yeah. Um. So just go like to YouTube, look up Apex games, and mute it. Like that's what I did, and it sounds silly, but it's like when you're going for a big interview, you talk to yourself in the mirror, you set up your stuffed animals, you talk to your pets, like you. You do whatever you can to get the job. So talk over your games. Like yeah. if, for, for me, if I wanted to go to Dota or League or even Rocket League, I would have rewatched my own game because I know what's going to happen already. So like that's the initial step. Like you know what you're going to do. So you know how to talk about it. Now, note when you're casting a, a legit esports, you have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> There's been times right, where right. teams are down in League or Dota, 40K. And they come back and win. So you don't expect those things. Same thing with Apex. You have the rat squads that will magically... Like like you remember, Kinder, from, from the tournament we casted. We had that I one know. solo rat that fought five teams in one. You don't expect that to happen. You just have to be prepared for it. Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing. Make sure you have your stream set up. Like the, the, the top three things I guess I could say from this is make sure you have a stream set up um, because you probably will be doing your own productions if you just start out. Um, stream setups number one. Make sure you're comfortable talking to literally nobody. Um, so just like practice talking to yourself. Um, and number three, just just do it. Like literally go out there, have fun, and know you, you probably won't get paid that quick. Like I, 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 I'm, <laughs> right, right. Like honestly, I'm. It's very rare that in the first six months of me casting, I'm I'm starting to make money from it. That's rare. Like I wasn't expecting to get paid for the first two years. And for wow. clarification, because um, you've casted a few times in yeah. your first six months, you're talking about you would plan to cast with a, a group or an org for a while before you begin to get paid. Yeah, no, I, I, that- I expected to cast with CCE or just any organization for at least a year and a half before they looked at me and said, I'm going to give you money. Yep. Like, right, right. I've been upgraded my stream setup and that was my first payment. And then he paid me um for a, a recent tournament and that so was not like, off rip you had to you had to earn that yourself you know oh so. my 
Just yeah, for the no. people out there, you know, maybe they haven't watched you cast and and known that you've been casting for quite a while for them. Yeah, no, like right. the biggest thing is you have to earn it. Like, oh, yeah. I actually, so funny thing, and I'll make it quick, is I, I, I cast it for Ivan. I, I almost, I was going to stop casting for him, CCE, because Leave No Witnesses hit me up and wanted me to be a part of their organization, their family. Um, and I, and then uh, CCE, Ivan, he wanted, he was like, I'm not bringing you back unless I'm paying you. That's how good you are. And that was like a big wow moment for me. And that's when I knew I was doing something that I was good at because I've never had a stranger that I've never met. I've, I'm at this point, I've never had a conversation on him with Discord, um, like voice call, say something that nice about me. So stranger things can happen. You could do one cast, and this goes for anyone listening. You could do one cast, and your organization's like, you're it. You're the golden child. You're making... I'm going right, to pay you money. Right. Um, and like, if anyone's going to pay you money, whether you're going for a pro gamer or a caster, don't say no. It doesn't matter if they're giving you five dollars, twenty-five cents, or twenty-five thousand dollars for your cast. Like money is money. The grind is there. Like that first payment that he gave me, I'm not touching because it's so iconic to me right now. Like it, it's just it it motivates me every day. Every time I look at my cash app, where like anything, <laughs> like anytime I open it, I'm like, oh wow, I, I don't want to touch this money. Because I earn that money casting, and I look at it as a motivational tool for me, yeah, um, to keep going further and further to either make it to the ALGS or just make a big streaming career and cast people's like in-house tournaments, yeah, like the uh, dropping icy tournament, yeah. Plug that in. I just plugged in. Hey, I plugged my God. it in again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we are a little short on time, so if you don't mind, Matt, uh, I'd like to move our community questions oh, to please. the next absolutely uh, next show. Um. And I mean, we could talk about this for a long time. We probably should have started many interviews, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's always, there's always more so podcasts. There's always more podcasts, guys. I know, right? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely love to have you on again, especially like to see how your career has progressed and things like that. Because hopefully, the, you know, our reach uh, gets the name out there. Again, that is uh, the real doctor. I believe it's at the real Dr. Spicy on Twitter. At the real Dr. Spicy on almost everything Twitter and Twitch. It's at the real dr spicy um i have a facebook group and it's just called the spice lounge and same thing with my youtube and uh discord is the spice lounge um that's just my community i i've, I've been rocking with uh like i said earlier carlos spicy wiener uh <laughs> this the spicy life is here and um the thing I tell all my followers or anything in general is just I, pre- I appreciate their follow and then welcome to the Spice Lounge. Like you're a part of the spiciest family or the spiciest community on Twitch or Twitter or anything. So Spice Lounge is it, baby. Welcome to it. Most definitely. And um, next time before we have you on again, because I, I feel like we're definitely going to have you on again. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I will ask our community members if you have any questions about casting, uh, any questions like specifically about casting or anything specifically for uh, uh, Dr. Spicy here, um, please let us know. Uh, you can find us on our Discord and everything. I'll go over that in the outro of the show. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Spicy. Um, it, it was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Love having you on as a guest. I mean, sometimes it's hard to get people talking. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I, I'll go all day, baby. I'll go all day. I'm a caster. I have to just go all day. Even if even if you guys tune me out for 75% of the show, I'm going, baby. Oh, no, it was great. I mean, and, and you were... Right. He's almost as much of a talker as... Um, uh, who was it? Uh, you. The, the, 
There's no other <laughs> PR guy that we had from, uh, from Respawn. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, man. Dude, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. He stepped down now. I know. That was... I listened so to the last podcast again. and Kinder was just the only one talking the whole time, man. He just he just goes the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't shut the fuck up. I heard Exo like once, and it was like to say, "Yeah, Carlos, yeah, he's a he's a good master." Yeah, yeah. That's all I heard from him. It's like, yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> uh, it'd be like that. Sometime. He's better than you, Kinder, but not better than you. That, that that's that's the part I remember. Oh, Exo okay. saying, <laughs> oh. uh, you know, you know, he he's not my boss or nothing, but like the podcast really is his not. baby, so I gotta like you know, you hyped him up a little bit. I respect. Yeah, he's not yeah, my you know. baby. You know, I've said before, like this is all our thing. Oh yeah, it's all <laughs> our thing, but like you know. I'm like I'm the uncle. Like I'm the that. uncle. You know, I have like an yeah, uncle. Yeah, he's the weird shit, uncle. You know, it's your kid. <laughs> it's got your genes. It's, it's your fault. It is the way it is. You know. <laughs> right, right. You're you're the, you're the stepfather. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The crazy yeah, stepfather. Yeah. Wait, what are you doing, step show? Step show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Help me, my show. Uh, look. Oh Jesus. <laughs> On that happy note, <laughs> let's start closing things up, boys. <laughs> Thank you to our latest stream followers, Shetterlund. I'm gonna say, no, no, no dies, Olo guy. God, fuck you guys in your names. 2007, wow, and the Starhammer. Uh, thank you to our latest Discord members, the real Doctor Spicy himself. Of course, of course. Shoebox Mole Rice, spelled with a Y, T, and A A O Jalby. I'm gonna say, yep. You know, I'm I'm convinced that you motherfuckers like come up with just the weirdest fucked up names to trip me up because you enjoy <laughs> hearing me fuck them up. It's great. We actually, um, if, if again, uh, 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 request for your consideration. If there's any, uh, meme video makers out there, I, I will, I, I really want to get somebody to make a, a video of, um, like a all super of Kinder's like name fails. These, <laughs> it would be glorious. That'd be, that'd be like an hour and a half long, probably. I know it's so many. No, are we, going, are we only going back a month or two, or what? No, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. It has been such a blast having you here. You are like, this is great. I, I, I'll also like. I was kind of tempted a few times to like just sit back and not say anything, just let you go. I was like, dude, could have. It'd be I great. Really could have. Oh, you right, absolutely yeah. could have. And and like free podcast time. Oh no, man, this is great. Free content. <laughs> Anytime you guys need a little break, Zero just, just call me up, and right. I, I'll just I'll do it, and you guys can just be the face. <laughs> oh lord, we'll, we'll be the color. There you go. Uh, thank, thank you. you guys all will be the for color. Listening. I'll be the play by play. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dropping Spicy. You can also follow Mashos Buttons on Twitter at The Mash Network. Be sure to catch our live stream every Tuesday night on Twitch.tv slash Mash Those Buttons. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, the real Dr. Spicy. Where can we find you on your social medias? So uh, at Twitter, Twitch, and Steam, you can find me at the real Dr. Spicy. Steam might be a little weird, so if you can't find me at the real Dr. Spicy, um, Bossman12123. Um, if you couldn't tell, I made it when I was 12. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, and my Discord, uh, you could find me at the spice lounge so those are where you guys can find me at all righty and we will be sure to put those links in the show notes what about you matt where can we find you you can find me on twitch twitter and instagram as 3xomatt uh stream when i do stream i stream uh apex world of warships hunt showdown pokemon 
all sorts of things. Um, and also you can find me on most game launchers as well as discord as EXOMATT. So um, don't forget you can sign up for the dropping IC tournament on January 29th, 2022 up until the day before basically. Um, so grab a team of three of you and uh, no matter the console, as long as you're, you know, just give us your information for your squad and we'll get you signed up and you'll get live shoutcast. So yeah, we'll get some, uh, we'll get some casting from our boy, Matt and Adam Bob. Oh boy. Scuff city, baby. <laughs> which one is going to be the play by play, which will be the uh, color. Uh, Oh shoot. What was the last time? I kind of ended up being the color. I think. Yeah. I there think that's what you did last go. time. Just yeah. Follow with the path. But then you got drunk and became pay by play. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. I, I contemplated drinking uh, a 11.8% uh, brew that someone used our spirit barrel for, our bourbon barrel for. Um, <laughs> and I, I was going to drink it before the podcast. I'm like, uh, 11.8 is a little bit, uh, a little much for me. <laughs> I drank half a bottle of tequila, like 500 milliliters, and I was absolutely sauced. And oh, yeah, I both bad. regret, regretted and loved it. It was uh, fire and ice, you know? It was love so it, much fun. I anyway. see, as they say, I see. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Steam, Origin, YouTube, and pretty much everywhere else at Nerfkinder, please. That's N-E-R-F-K-I-N-D-E-R-P-L-S. Don't forget to join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. And while you're there, send us your Apex feedback, stories, and questions, uh, especially if you have questions for the real Dr. Spicy. Don't forget to share the show with others and rate and review us on both Apple Podcasts and now Spotify. You can't leave us a review on Spotify, but you can rate us. Uh, if you want the direct link to the show, the RSS feed, and all of the other shows on the network, you can go to mashthosebuttons.com. That's going to be the fastest way to get hold of our content. You can also visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons, including our humble bundle affiliate link and our PayPal one-time donation button. If you'd like to take your support even further, you can do that by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where we have tiers starting at just $1 a month, and you can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. That's going to be it from us here at Dropping Spicy and the real Dr. Spicy. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, seriously. Anytime, thanks, anytime. And please stay tuned after the show to hear about the other shows on our network. Good night, everybody. Later, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, 
facebook.com slash mash those buttons or join our discord at mash.gg slash discord. 